Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 during jazz games. There are free pop shot games, cornhole, and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking to the game, and socializing with friends. All right, PK. The mood is poor. The mood has been below average for a little while now. And I think there are two uh, people or groups of people we can blame. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty clear, isn't it? Yes. Who do you think it is? Who's more responsible for the gloom and doom? For basically, the weather is their fault. They have brought the inversion upon us. I think there's two groups, one in particular, an individual, and then a group of fans that really, really are getting under my skin. And normally I'm not like this, but I have now come over to the other side. Paul Feinbaum and Laker fans. I mean, who could you possibly hate even more? Come on, BYU and Cougar fans. I know you hate each other, but can't you rally around to hate Paul Feinbaum and Laker fans? I mean, they're just disgusting. What what would you stomach more or less than having to listen to Paul Feinbaum or Laker fans? I'm thinking... I think I'd rather have a root canal without any Novocaine. <laughs> Doc's just in there drilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you smell the, you know, your teeth as the drills <laughs> grinding them away. I don't need Novocaine, Doc. I got Fine Bomb over here. And having the dental assistant ask me questions about the Jazz or Utes or Cougars. <laughs> Only when you obviously can't talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, I ain't going to Doc's got the thumb and forefinger in my mouth and is yanking stuff out. I can't talk now. Fine bomb sucks. (laughs) I got three pounds of gauze in my mouth. I can't enunciate. (laughs) Yeah. Or I got sweat flying everywhere. I'm on the treadmill. Hey, who do you think is going to win between Oregon and Utah? (laughs) You think they're going to cover? If I knew that, would be in this treadmill talking to you sweating. Be down in Vegas. Sportsbook, baby. Big blods of cash. <laughs> Jeeves, put another gazillion on it. <laughs> because right now, Feinbaum and the Laker fans, I mean, come on, where have you been the last six years? And, and I'm watching on television because I'm watching the Utes and Cougars and flicking back after 7 o'clock. And in the second half, you could literally hear the cheers coming over mm-hmm. the TV. Let's go, Lakers. <laughs> and they chanted, I mean, filing out. I was watching the game uh, upstairs. I was up in the radio studios, and I had mm-hmm. uh, college basketball on one TV and, and the jazz game on the other, so I could try and keep track of everything. And so I had to go down those huge stairs. Everybody's been you know, in the upper bowl, and you go down those yeah. huge stairs, and it, it, there's so many people leaving all at once. Even though it was a blowout, people stayed till the end. And there's so many people leaving all at once, and so everyone's slowing down, and Laker fans started the chant then just to be annoying. Let's go, Lakers. <laughs> yeah, now I, I have to come clean here. I mean, I love the Mormon people, and some of my best friends are Mormons. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's clear, those California Mormons coming up to our state, we, we have got to stop that. I mean, it's it's bad enough. There's, there's a reason why I joined Snag, Sandy Neighbors Against Gangs, for all those Californians. <laughs> and, and now I'm going to have to join I'm gonna, a Sandy Neighbors Against California Mormons who root for the Lakers. I mean, what would be the acronym there? Uh, snack Yeah, I know. Why, why are we trying to do this? <laughs> snack em, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Well, we got to come up with an acronym. You just offended that, all of my in-laws, PK, by the way. <laughs> I, and, I, and I mean to, yes. Yeah. They're part, <laughs> Absolutely. Of the, they're part I, of the problem. They are part, part of the problem. <laughs> they're not part yes. of the solution. They're part of the problem. No. Or, I mean, but then on, you what? got... 
But then you got one, uh, you know, like looks like a high school math teacher from Alabama. Are we going to let him get under the skin of three million people? That's what he's going for. Oh, the fine bombster? Yeah. He dropped a fine bomb on us, didn't he? He did. I mean, it was an ugly bomb, not a fine bomb, but yet he dropped a fine bomb on us. On the other hand, uh-huh. it moves the conversation forward. Pat Forty at Sports Illustrated, why Utah earning a playoff bid would be great for college football. And he makes the case that it, it needs to be a national sport, not some regional sport. And the worst case thing would be, you know, three teams from like a little six to eight hundred mile area in this huge country. Three teams from the southeast and Ohio State. That just leaves out a big chunk of the country just shrugging, going, well, we don't even have a horse in the race. What's the point? Well, let's give it up for Pat Adala Forty. There it is. Right. Did you know I was delivered by Doctor Forty, and everybody that. in my family was delivered by Doctor Forty? I did not know that. In relation to Pat, yeah, Doctor Forty. You should bring that up. No, when when you die, it's a death, birth to death. Everybody is. They were all delivered by Doctor Forty, and then when you die, you all went to the Ippolito funeral home. <laughs> Ippolito. Yeah, Ippolito. Is that a town or somebody's name or both? Or No, it's a, it's a, a family that owns okay. the funeral. The Ippolito. They run a mortuary. Yeah. So you were you brought in, you were, you were pulled out by Dr. Forty, and then you were pushed out by the Ippolitos. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you a little insight in my life back in Jersey. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, you had to go to Dr. Forty or Ippolito. So, so when in, you say 40, that makes me think of uh, yeah. Dr. Forty. So I know you know, like we've, we've had Andy Katz on, was at ESPN for a long time, and, and some of the other national people you know from your days coming college basketball. Did you know Pat Forty? Uh, there's a reason I call him Dollar Forty. Okay. <laughs> he dropped a total U in the middle of this column. He talks about how uh, Rob Mullins, the athletic director at Oregon, who's the chair of the selection committee, uh, is talking, he's talking uh, Mullins talked effusively about the Utes after each of the ranking reveals. He always points out that Zach Moss got hurt in the Utes' lone loss, and then he puts in parentheses, and this is a total you thing to do. What goes unmentioned is the fact that USC won that game while playing their third-string quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that kind of washes each other out. The thing that, to me, the bigger point is, so you lost a seven-point game to USC on the road two months ago, whoop-de-freaking-do. That shouldn't eliminate you from everything. I think that's the bigger story. Acknowledge it. It happens. So what? USC is a decent team. But you're right as far as uh, $1.40 writing about this. The fact that uh, Paul dropped a fine bomb on everybody is going to create an upsurge in commitment for Utah because yesterday I tweeted this out. I got a call from a Wall Street Journal uh, You got the call. I got a text and then I never got the call. <laughs> You're going to be oh. in the Wall Street Journal, PK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh, she called, uh, she texted me, and uh, yeah, I said sure. And then she called me last night. It was uh, right before the start of the the jazz game, and we talked for about a half hour. And so you are right in saying that this is going to generate a surge because I think it, part of the media's job inherently is to take on the role of the underdog and the voiceless. And I don't want to get too extreme here because it's football and there are real things in life that matter far more. But I think a bunch of people are going to push back on that fine bomb that he dropped and they're going to say, wait a second. 
because this is Utah now, but it could just as easily be fill in the blank, right? And if you earn it, sports is about developing yourself and getting yourself in a position and doing what you're supposed to do. You look at those kids from Florida who came out to Utah and going to class, getting degrees, staying, keeping their nose clean, working hard. You look at Zach Moss, his body, man, and it's just like a freaking rock. I mean, he clearly he spent a ton of time in the weight room, and he deserves this opportunity that's ahead of him. And if you're going to deny it just because of some stupid prejudice, that's going to generate a lot of publicity that's going to be favorable for Utah in the short term and bigger picture is going to be favorable for all these other teams that aren't these true blue bloods that you speak of in a couple of parts of the country. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, everything you missed in today's show. Kyle Whittingham, Joe Ingles, Craig Bullerjack. Jazz fans reacting to the loss to the Lakers and the bigger picture of what's gone wrong over the last two weeks. We'll wrap it all up and get you up to speed. If you missed any of it, we'll do that next on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jazz lose their third in a row, five of the last seven, beaten by the Lakers 121-96. to Jazz are off for a couple days. They host Memphis Saturday night, 8 o'clock on AT&T Sportsnet. 20 points for Carmelo Anthony. The Blazers beat the Kings 127-116. to C.J. McCollum had 33 in the game. The Dallas Mavericks win again. Luka Doncic goes for 22 and a 121-114 win over the Timberwolves. Kemba Walker with 28 as the Celtics down the Miami Heat, 112-93. Memphis Grizzlies still playing without John Morant. They lose to the Bulls, 106-99. They'll be here to face the Jazz on Saturday. Utes beat the Cougars in OT, 102-95. Aggies win their Mountain West Conference opener in San Jose, 71-59. Cowboys and Bears tonight, 6 o'clock. Thursday night football here on the Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Zero Res. Your guests will notice and your toes will thank you. Call Zero Res for holiday carpet cleaning. Just $33 per room and your fourth room's free. December only. Happy holidays from your friends at Zero Res. Call them at 801-288-9376. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? He's our friend David Locke. Gordon and I were talking about the bench. What are they missing that they had last year? Well, I mean, I think Derek Favors going up against a backup center was a pretty big advantage. And then Favors and Ingles played the pick and roll. It wasn't as good as we remember it, but it wasn't this. You at least had an identity of what you were trying to do at that point. The problem with the ball in Joe's hands is then Joe, the shooter's not available. That's difficult. And particularly if you're trying to play Axum and Moutier, neither of which are shooters. So this is all very, very complicated on what the right answer on all of it is. But the second unit does not have an identity and needs one to some. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Today, come on down to Metro by T-Mobile, located at 2120 South, 700 East in Salt Lake City. Join the Big Show. Jake and Gordon will be broadcasting live. Or is Gordon, is it just going to be Jake? Is Gordon already on his way to California for the Pac-12 title game? You're asking me? PK may have an answer. Do you know PK? I don't know. I don't he know if is, yeah. yeah. The Big Show will be there. Who? Come on down. Be surprised. Jake will be there. 
You can ask him during the commercial breaks. What's going on with the Jazz? That's been one of our topics this morning. Time to catch you up to date on everything you've missed in this show. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Uh, we've hit a lot of topics. Uh, what's wrong with the Jazz? The BYU-Utah game. The uh, We had Joe Ingles on and uh, Craig Bolojack with their theories on why the last two weeks have been <clears throat> not so enjoyable. And also we had Kyle Whittingham on to look ahead to the Pac-12 title game. The number one thing you'd like to share with people this morning is... Me? Yeah. Well, I think that the Jazz are going through a slump now. That's obvious. And I do think talent takes care of itself. I am concerned about uh, their ability to contend for the title. Maybe that's just uh, not possible because the Lakers are really pulling away and just how good are they going to be because right now they look awesome. Uh, it's a long way until we get to May and June, but for now, man, looks like they got it going on big time. But I suspect the Jazz will have better days. They better have better days. Um, I don't see any reason why they don't because if I look at this roster, it looks at least comparable to the rosters they've had the last few years and they had better days the last few years. I talked to uh, John Ireland briefly. He's been on our uh, show multiple times. He's uh, uh, radio voice of the Lakers. And we were talking about uh, how good it is. He's been calling the games for a few years now. And, and uh, I mentioned earlier, Bill Orm, who used to write for the Trib, has been covering the Lakers. And he went there exactly when the Lakers went into the lottery land and haven't emerged. And John's kind of had the same thing. And we were talking about how good they are and how just awesome they look right out of the gate. And he says, it really is dependent on the health of two guys. They make everything go. And yeah. so he said, it's, it's good now. And it, and it may be good in June. But, you know, they got to stay healthy because you saw what happened uh, when LeBron got hurt a year ago and so they're all I think everyone around that in and around that organization is really aware so right now it looks impossible who knows how it'll look in April May and June it, it may look impossible and I think you have to say it's not just them I think the Clippers have been hitting on about uh, what you know 70% of the their firepower here and they look really good and you think well, man if they're healthy in the spring they could be impossible so I don't know that you can worry too much about that now it may be out of your control but you got to be better than this you know, but you we can't be, have however, two impossibles, though. That's impossible to have two impossibles. <laughs> two impossibles? Right. Uh, you could, but let's not get into it. It's too depressing for early December. Oh, don't bring, don't drop another fine bomb on me. Exactly. <laughs> we had Kyle Whittingham on, and Kyle Whittingham, uh, you know, when you're the CEO, you got to be all things, and he is part weatherman. Talked a little bit about how the game plan can change. It really just sounds like more Zach Moss, doesn't it? Let's not overthink this. Maybe rotating the other backs in more. Yeah, I don't think the weather's going to be a factor at all. Really? Utes are going to run, o- run over them, whether it's a dry track or a wet track? Cause now the- if the weather's a factor, it's a factor for both teams. It's not just going to rain on one side. Okay, maybe this is too simple, but if it's rainy and windy, isn't that more of an advantage for the Utes and a disadvantage Why? for the— Because Why? I think the Utes are more run-dominant, and Oregon depends on the pass a little more. I, mean, I don't think they do. Really? No, I think Oregon can run the ball just fine. Against the Utes? I don't, I don't think they're going to win. Yeah. Yeah, but see, that you're asking me, can they run the ball against the Utes just fine, which indicates then that it's not about the weather, it's about the Utah defense. Well, especially when they lack the balance. You know, Kyle always talks about, hey, if you can make a team one-dimensional, it makes it easier. If the weather makes it hard to throw. And the Utes are one-dimensional. I Go watch Oregon play. They're not one-dimensional. Right, but will they be one-dimensional in a 20-mile-an-hour wind? It gets hard to throw the ball, especially well, when so it's raining. so will the Utes then. So who's better? It comes down to who's better, not the weather. 
That's what I'm saying. It's like if, if, if they can't throw the ball, well, then the Utes can't throw the ball either. So then you've eliminated Tyler Huntley's effectiveness. And nobody completes more passes more than Tyler Huntley. So that would stand to think that's a bigger blow for Utah. But it's still a lower percentage of the offense because they don't throw it very often. They're already running a lot. I mean, they kind of make themselves one-dimensional and dare you to stop them, and they're going to run the ball at uh, least two-thirds, I, I, if not three-quarters you're, you're hung time. up on the weather. You've been hung up on the weather all week. I, I, I think the team that plays the bat, better between the two is going to win. I don't think the weather is going to determine the, win, the winner. Utah, because BYU. The, oh, go ahead. If the weather determines the winner, then that even cheapens Utah's chances even more. Well, they're going to say, oh, yeah, it was a fluke. Look at the weather. We, we need to stop with excuses as to why Utah's winning. Utah and BYU go to overtime at the Huntsman Center. That was a massive comeback by the Utes, obviously fueled by the absence of Yoli Childs because he was crushing at 29 points in 25 minutes. But when he left, the Utes went on a run. Now, they also went on a run late in the first half. Uh, BYU shot the three. I mean, it's easy to say, well, you shoot the three when you're fresh at the start of the half, and over the course of the half, you wear down because BYU wore down a little in the first half, and then at the end of the game, and obviously didn't have their guys with two guys fouling out and Yoli Childs out, too. Oh, come on. It was easy. The refs jobbed them. Let's call it like it is, Dave. Mm. Hey, Yach, you want to uh, – you got that audio? Can you play that for the people? The, the 7 o'clock listeners got to enjoy this, and you've probably seen it. Some of you have been on social media and seen it. But uh, Mark Pope, BYU's new head coach, after the game, uh, commenting on the officiating. I thought the officials were amazing. That's probably the best crew that's ever set foot on the planet. And I'll tell you this, a really brave and courageous crew. I mean, that crew, I would take them every single game. They're amazing. I thought courageous was probably my favorite part of that. How often are referees courageous? Uh, Last night. I mean, amazing's pretty good, so that was good, but I thought courageous was even... That that was a, an extra help and a sarcasm piled on top of everything else. Apparently, you see the uh, picture that's on Twitter of... Uh, I think it was uh, taken by uh, the D-News guy, I think Scott Witherton, of uh, Chris Jones and... Yeah. He didn't look Pope. happy. Pope he did, and He did Jones. not look happy. And yet Donnie Daniels pulling Jones away. Donnie, yeah, Donnie pulling uh, Jonesy away. Donnie, the, the cool head, the vet... The reasonable one, under control. Well, apparently it's the idea of uh, Jonesy Jr. flopping. So you're going after the kids, the dad's kid. And and Jonesy Jr. had a phenomenal game. There's no question about that. He looked awesome. And so Jonesy Sr. didn't like it. And just adds a little bit more mix to the rivalry. Jonesy Jr., the freshman, had a uh, had a point-blank layup for the lead and missed it and then comes down to the next possession and hits a three to tie it. That was, a, that was a big shot. And coming off that mislay, it would have been easy to uh, send some screaming line drive off the iron, some total brick. That was a clutch shot. I yes, that was a big-time clutch shot. Yeah. It was a shot of the game. <laughs> and I don't understand why he was that open. <laughs> Two guys ran after him, but there's 22 seconds left. Man, you need to be all over him to the point of almost committing a foul. Because he's – I don't look at the – I haven't looked at the stats as far as – who is shooting better, but I know he's one of their better three-point shooters. Plus, the guy is, the kid is made to play ball, and he's really clutch, too. And we saw that. And so he's like the last guy on that team 
that I would want to have a, a wide open three, no less, when you know that a three, they need the three to tie, and there's, you're under the shot clock time. Get on him. Why would you be running out after him? You, who cares? Give him two all they want, because if you hit your free throws, they can shoot twos for the, till the cows come home, and you're going to win the game. <laughs> Just ridiculous. You know what that shot was, PK? What? It was a clean look. That, that one that was a clean was a look. fine bomb. <laughs> oh, nice. All right, that's the stuff we have been talking about on today's show. We've had a lot of jazz fans offering up a lot of opinions on uh, what might what might be fixable, what might be turned around, and what is going wrong, and how the team could get back on track. We'll get to your feedback on that in a minute. Oh, the other thing we talked about: USC is holding on to their head coach for a year, twenty million buyout. That's a lot of money, PK. You think it was more the money, or you think it was more the president likes the fact, like, well, there's at least one guy who was in scandal plague. They've been through too many yeah, of them there. Yes, yes. They've yes, had like three or point. four or five of them. And so I she's see. like, this guy, at least he doesn't embarrass us. He may not win enough football games, but we don't need to pay $20 million to have this guy go away when everyone else is embarrassing us. Yes, and he didn't. it's not like they bottomed out either. No, but it's SC with their incredibly high standards. Like, we should have 10 wins in a down year and national championships most years. Your point of him being a clean guy, parentheses or quotations around the word clean, I think at this moment in time with USC and Urban Meyer out there, not exactly the cleanest dude. So, yeah, that factors into it. But I, my, my buddy Jason, who works for ESPN, mm-hmm. And you see he and I go back and forth. We used to do that 30 years ago every night in the Daily Breeze sports room and uh, just argue about, you know, whether the sun is yellow or not. I mean, we had all hours to kill every week. So we would just all of us would incessantly argue about the dumbest things. So he was telling me that he's and I don't follow it that close. But he was telling me USC's recruiting hasn't been up to snuff the way it used to be. I've read a bunch of stuff about that. It's not like I've seen the kids and can vouch for it, but I've read that there are a bunch of three-star recruits that the four- and five-star four and five star kids don't want to go there. They don't know who the coach is going to be. I'm sure they've heard all kinds of negative recruiting, and they got options because everybody in the country is recruiting. So you can go to another big-name program that's on TV all the time. And so, yeah, that uh, SC's taking a hit. Whether this one-year vote of confidence turns that around or whether it just extends the problem – because it's only one year for a kid who's thinking about playing three or four. Hard to know. Yeah. But eight wins when they had to play three different quarterbacks and they're running freshmen out there and they're winning games. Not, not as many as uh, SC fans want, but nonetheless, they had to go three deep at quarterback and still got to eight and four. So. And, they, and they had a real deal schedule. They didn't have well, – their easiest game would have been – Fresno. Fresno, I guess. Yeah, Fresno at home. Or maybe somebody in the bottom of the conference, I guess. Well, yeah, non-conference, but yeah, obviously in the conference. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Your feedback's next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. It is time for your feedback now. Everything you think about all the stuff we've been talking about, and it is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Aaron says, what's wrong? Probably the locker room. I wasn't sold on the Conley deal. So there you go. Two things. Not enough talent for the $32 million guy and the locker room. They just don't get along. What's wrong with the locker room? That's Aaron's theory. No chemistry. No love. 
He doesn't oh. say. He says probably locker room, dot, dot, dot. Three words, okay. diagnose the whole thing. Corey says the Lakers are a pretty decent team. See, this could actually be the worst answer. PK, what if there is just an elite tier of this league and the Jazz aren't that good? And it's a bad stretch of schedule because they ran into a bunch of elite teams and these teams are just a level up. They're, they're more talented. They execute better. They're just better. And that it's, Indiana? That, that one doesn't fit. <laughs> I don't think Indiana is a level up. Uh, more the argument there's some kind of matchup problem because they've been smoked by Indiana three times in a row now over two years. But more Milwaukee, Toronto, the Lakers, the Clippers, that looks to me like an elite group. Uh, maybe the Sixers are in that group, maybe not. I'd probably get split opinions on whether they are or aren't. Um, by 20? I don't buy it. Well, the Jazz are contributing it by playing poorly, but even if they played well, they'd still get beat by these teams. Or you're not willing to concede that yet. I mean, they should never be down by 40 at halftime. That's, I mean, that's on you. We agree on that. Yeah. Tannion says, something behind the scenes seems a little off. Guys aren't cracking as many jokes on social media. Obviously, there's been some events happening. I feel like there might be a players-only meeting of some sort soon, and I'll give them time to figure out what's wrong. A A lot of teams end up doing that in times of struggle. Okay. Addressing the Jazz' lifeless nature. Well, I don't want them joking when they're getting their butts kicked. <laughs> That's not a good look, really, is it? Down no. there laughing. You're only supposed to be laughing when you're up 20 the way the Lakers were. Yeah. Scott says, teams go through funks. They'll figure it out. I see a lot of chicken littles on here. Not liking a lot of the feedback he's seeing on our Facebook page from Jazz fans. They'll cool. figure we'll it out. Two of it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to pass along? Anything you got on your... Uh, your feed, you're you're a traveling baby. Pac-12 title game. You ready? Oh yeah, yeah. We've been we've been looking forward to this for weeks now. We knew it was going to happen. What for probably a month? So absolutely, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, because that doubleheader, the day the youth beat Washington, and then Oregon blew USC off the field. And at that point, yeah. The only question was whether they'd both be 12 and one, and the answer to that turns out nope. They're going to be 12 and one, and or uh, 11 and one, and, and one. 10 and yeah. two playing yeah. with the youth playing for 12 and one, but Oregon not playing for that. Go Devils! Still playing for the. The Rose Bowl. All right, DJ and PK, that'll do it for us. We will be back here tomorrow morning from 6 to 10. Thanks to Kyle Whittingham for joining us today. Thanks to Joe Ingalls and Craig Bullerjack for joining us today. We will see you guys tomorrow from 6 to 10.